Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast, or, you know, whenever we do it, of uh, the movies we've seen over the past week. I'm Nick Panonto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. How are you doing? Doing all right. How are you, Nick? I'm great. Um, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, what have you seen, Matt? Uh, this week, actually, I've seen a bunch of stuff since the last time we talked, but this week I saw a movie from, I think it's made by Netflix, called... I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh yeah, starring Elijah Wood and Melanie Linsky. Okay, what's it about? Um, well, so the way this kicks off is that uh, you kind of get a sense of this woman's character. She's kind of melancholy, and the way she's she's interacted with people, it's just kind of like the stuff that's annoying about living in the world with people is all kind of standing out. So like people kind of cutting in line, things like that. And um, and then she gets home and discovers that her house has been robbed. And from there, she ends up going on a bit of a makeshift investigation into where her things went. Um, she's not getting on a lot of support from the police. And the interactions that she's having with them also sort of uh, exemplify people being kind of rude or insensitive or uncaring yeah um and she ends up very accidentally sort of teaming up with elijah wood who's a neighbor of hers um to track down the folks who have her things um and i'd say that the performances in this movie are really good um she's great um and uh, so the the performances are really good. It's 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 kind of like the movie Super, mm-hmm. um, but toned down a bit. You know, it's it's this sort of makeshift vigilante efforts done by people who you know do about as well with it as I probably would if I were to try such an endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but Elijah Wood's character is probably my favorite Elijah Wood performance to date. Um, he's been doing sort of off the wall kind of stuff. Um, no, no. Did you ever see the movie Maniac? No. I'd say check that one out. Um, and but this one's really the movie's got kind of a Coen Brothers feel to it, um, and you know it could fall into like the same universe as like Fargo or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of little jokes, you know, subtle things in the background. Um, like there's one point where they're in a store and there's a, it's like a, a secondhand shop and there's like a wooden horse and there's like a sign taped to it that says like, that's not a real horse. You know, just little things kind of built into the background that are funny. And a lot of the, the dialogue, especially, um, lines from from Elijah Wood's character are are actually really funny. Um and there are things in it that just kind of make it feel like you could just be watching this happening for real. Like people getting out of breath if they're running, you know, cuz there's a, it's not an action movie per se, but there are some scenes where they're sort of being chased. Um and Elijah Wood's character has this weird sense of fairness and justice. So when they first meet, it's because his dog um, uh, goes to the bathroom on whatever the main character's 
name, her, her, her yard. And, um, when she, she goes to talk to him about something later after having kind of addressed it with him, he's like, you can hit me. <laughs> she's like, what? He's like, yeah, you know, my dog went to the bathroom on your yard. I wasn't kind. You can hit me. It's one shot. I won't defend myself. And he's got this kind of weird approach to all these little things. Um, and I would give this movie a pretty solid recommend. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you'd like it a lot, specifically. Oh, okay. What's it called again? It's called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. Okay. Yeah, definitely. There are a couple things that fall a little off. Like, at the end, there's a, a, a plot point that it, it, they kind of want to have something both ways. Um, that it's like, well, you know, you kind of should have picked one and stuck with it. I, I know that's pretty vague, but I, I don't want to spoil anything. So sure. Check it out. Okay. Like it. Uh, What'd you watch? Well, this week we watched uh, Atomic Blonde, which is a uh, Charlie's Theron movie uh, with James McAvoy. And uh, it was pretty cool. Um, it was directed by one, uh, I think, um, I'm pretty sure this is correct. I, I did no research, but, uh, directed by one of the guys who made the first John Wick and it definitely has that feel to it. Like that gritty kind of realism sort of thing. Basically, Charlize Theron gets the crap beat out of her all movie and, uh, uh, it's cool. Uh, it tries to be a little too cool. Uh, that's where it kind of mi- makes a few missteps where it's trying to like, it's like the stylized style, the, uh, stylist, uh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> where it's stylistic approach, <laughs> um, uh, is a little too, um, on the nose, but, um, but otherwise it's a, it's a pretty solid action movie. Um, uh, Kind of feels a little bit like the first born identity with some of the fights are in the fights in uh, very close spaces and stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, like there's there's this one sequence that is is shot to look like one five minute long like hallway fight, and it's it's brutal. Um, the whole time you're like, oh man, ow, oof, all kinds of sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but um, it uh, basically the plot of the movie is it takes place in the last the last days of the Berlin Wall. The Berlin Wall is about to come down, and Charlize Theron is in West Germany and East Germany trying to get this um, spy who has a copy of all of the all of the spot all of it's either it's kind of hard to explain because i don't really know it's either all of england's spies or all of russia's spies uh on a on a watch uh wasn't that the plot of mission impossible yeah it's basically the same plot Uh. and um so she's got to get the list um and then she turns out she has to save this scientist guy too Um, James McAvoy's there to help and whatnot. And there's, there's a bunch of twists that I don't want to spoil any of them, but, uh, it's definitely worth watching, uh, for the, for the violence alone. It's pretty violent. That's, that's funny because I kind of got that vibe from the preview that it it, it was going to have a fair amount of violence in it, 
But the preview also felt very PG thirteen. Uh, uh, do do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you saw a lot of ads for it before you watched it, but uh, I do know what you're. I do know what you mean. And there's a couple of times when the movie's on that you're like, "Is this PG thirteen? Is this rated R?" But then when Charlize Theron is naked, you're like, "Oh yeah, this is definitely rated R." <laughs> Okay. Yeah, actually, you know, that's, I think one of the things that, that gave it that feel, like I felt like I was, and maybe it's just because she's very attractive and she's wearing something sexy, but I felt like in the preview, I was just being sold a movie the way you would sell a movie to a 13 year old boy where it's like, look, she's wearing a short skirt while she kicks things. Yeah. You might get a flash of her butt or something, you know? And, yeah. Well, then and maybe that, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, maybe that's, maybe that is how those were made. You know, maybe that's what the, what they were kind of going for in the, in the ad was just trying to pull people in with Shirley's Theron's body. Um, or maybe that's just how I was experiencing it because I, I am a guy watching Shirley's Theron looking sexy and that's what was going on in my head. Right. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those movies that, the the style takes place over more over the substance. Um, for instance, she wears like a lot of like crazy eighties clothes. Um, but I wouldn't say she's like a highly, well, like I wouldn't say she's a, a very highly sexualized character, but at the same time, she uses her sexuality to get, uh, information and to know, to know things. Um, there's like at one point she uses she wears high heels everywhere and at one point she uses her high heels as a weapon and and uh, things like that. What I mostly wonder is where she kept all her clothes and shoes because she only brings this one small bag to rush to East Germany with her and and she changes clothes like ten times. <laughs> so where's it all going? Yeah. Um, in the ads, I also. Uh kind of got the feel that James McAvoy's character was going to have lots of bad lines and like unnecessary jokes. Like I saw the whole like, Oh, I think I'm falling in love with you. And then like, yeah. oh, this is that, that kind of, I was interested in seeing the movie a bit, but there was enough of that vibe that I was like, I don't know. I feel like he's going to be annoying me the whole time. Yeah, um, he um he's nothing like he is in the trailer. The trailer okay. makes the trailer makes it almost seem like he's like her like a trainee, like he's a spy in training kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's not. He's like a full-blown spy. And Okay. Yeah, so it's not uh it's the trailer I think they didn't know how to market this movie cuz I remember watching the trailer and thinking I don't really want to watch this. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, well that that's that that's encouraging in terms of I, I I am more interested in sitting down and seeing it, given that you had the same feel from the ad and ended up actually enjoying it. Um, my wife just said hi. Oh, that's what's going on. <laughs> hi, Jill. Um. So then the the other things are about the movie include <laughs> um the soundtrack is pretty great it's got like a lot of cool 80s music on there um that's really about it i don't really have too much to say about it like uh, not without spoiling it too okay. much so i think i'm gonna stop 
stop where I'm at, but it was definitely a cool spy movie, definitely a cool action movie. It's nowhere near as good as John Wick, um, which the only reason I compare it to that is because one of the guys who made John Wick made Atomic Blonde. But um, Yeah, I, I did enjoy John Wick. I didn't see the second one, so was it... Did it compare well with that? I know most people said the second John Wick was pretty good, but not as good as the first. Yeah, the second John Wick was pretty good, and and like you said, not as good as the first. But you still want to know what where he's going, and the action is great. Uh, so, if you were going to sit down and watch one again, would you rather watch John Wick Two or Atomic Blonde? Atomic Blonde. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, just okay. because like a lot of Atomic Blonde, I, I kind of was confused a lot because there's a lot of there's a lot of names that get thrown around. And you're like, wait, okay. wait, isn't that guy Serpico or Serpica or whatever? And you're like, and, and my wife's like, no, he's this other guy. So it's hmm. it's it's one of those movies. I think if I watched it again, I might like it a, a little more too because gotcha. you, you you can follow it a little more clearly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll check that. out. I think it's on HBO Go right now, so I'll, I'll check that out. Um, little plug for HBO there. And uh, so what else? What I'm, sure, else? I'm sure they appreciate it because they are in such need. They need it. Their dragon show isn't coming out until next year. So, <laughs> right. Got to keep people in. On, I was going to say keep them in the seats, but I guess at home you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, so um, what what else have you seen? It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. I uh, I finally saw Hidden Figures. Um, Is that the, which, the space movie? <laughs> well, it's a movie about astronauts. There's not a whole lot happening in space throughout the movie. Um, but it's it's actually really about it, it takes place in like 1962, I think, um or like 61 to 62, and you are following three African American women who work for NASA um doing a couple different things. One of them is in a quasi-supervisor position for um, pretty much a, a full team of African-American women um, and doing kind of numbers-focused work. Do, do, they're really, you know, like doing some leg work as far as crunching numbers and, and um, you know, kind of acting as human um computers in a way uh there's one woman who who literally her position is called a computer and she's like a super math whiz and these are all real women by the way mm -hmm. um and then the third oh shoot now it's been a couple weeks since i saw it but um the third uh well she's got an important position there too i'm not remembering what it is off the bat i think she's an engineer um and so you're following them through all their efforts to do their jobs and, and they're needed to do these things because they do a really good job at what they do. Um, and in some cases they're, they're running into people who are really unappreciative of them. There's definitely you, there of the three women, the one you follow the most is the math whiz. Um, and she ends up being, promoted in a way into kind of like the, the biggest inner circle, you know, Kevin Costner plays, uh, Ooh. actually he's really good in this. I don't believe um, you. I, I understand because <laughs> I mean, I literally made two or three 
comments about like I don't want to sit down and watch a Kevin Costner movie. Um, but he's really, really good in it. It's uh, and and he's kind of the head of uh, I guess not all of NASA, but he's the top of all the people that are in the movie. And the math with gets promoted into sort of this inner circle room of people working for him. Um, and he's he's kind of stressed and busy and just a really hardworking guy who sometimes isn't paying attention to what's going on around him. Mm-hmm. He's not an asshole. Um, however, there are some people there, especially the this one character played by the guy who's... Um, What's his name? Uh, the 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 guy that everybody loves on that show with all the nerds. Uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. There you go. So so the Bazinga guy. I I don't watch the show. I don't like it. But anyway, um, he's he's in there playing somebody, and that guy's a real dick towards um, this math whiz. And so you know, like the as you kind of watch them go through these processes and and. There's sort of a romance plot line too, but it's not it doesn't take up too much of the movie. It doesn't it's there and connects kind of the, the personality stuff without getting in the way of or feeling really unnecessary to the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a lot of really good performances. Really good performances. Um there are a couple things here and there, like lines that are like, you know, a movie like this has a lot of potential for getting really corny and kind of going over the top and feeling like Forrest Gump or something like that. Right. Um, and there's, a you know, a couple lines here and there that I'm like, okay, that's not how people would actually talk. But I'd say there are a lot more opportunities to do that sort of thing that it refrains from. It, you know, Kevin Costner's character is a pretty good guy without being like over the top, like, Oh, I'm going to just be this knight in shining armor. And, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't have a lot of those moments where you're like, okay, this is just getting too caught up in itself and self-congratulatory. It it stays pretty grounded. Um, and I, and I'd say it's, it was a, it was a really nice movie to watch. Like you walk away going, Hey, that's, that's pretty awesome. I'm glad I, Sat, sat through that. Yeah, I forgot about the movie. I, I want to watch it. I love space, so I wanted to see that when I was in theaters, but I didn't get around to it. If you're interested in, in how things worked back then in NASA, and if you're interested in things like what it looked like for people to start learning about computers, um, I'd say it's really cool. Really cool for that sort of thing, because it's, it's not the main point of it, but it's definitely there, and like coming away from the movie, I'm like, man, I'm I'm kind of you know more curious about NASA than I was beforehand. Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever seen the right stuff? Uh, no, no, I haven't seen that. It's definitely worth worth a watch. It's crazy long. Like I think it's like three hours long. But uh, it's all wow. about the it's all about the Merc- Mercury space program. Okay. Um, it's great. It's really good. Um, huh. And then if you follow that up with watching, the, <laughs> if you watch the HBO series from the earth to the moon, which is, I haven't even heard of that, which is about it's, it's from back when Apollo 13 came out. Um, 
I think Ron Howard and Tom Hanks produced it because Tom Hanks introduces every episode. But um, there's a there's a lot. It's a great series that uh, complements the right stuff really well. And then if you wrap it all up with Apollo thirteen, it's a uh, it's one heck of a week spent spent in space in the sixties. You know, I saw Apollo thirteen in the movie theater uh-huh. or not the movie theater in the uh, in the drive-in when it first came out. I have never had an impulse to watch that movie ever again. What? Really? Oh, I love Apollo 13. It's so good. I actually, huh. when we were going through movies to watch last night, I was like, you want to watch Apollo 13? And uh, my <laughs> wife goes, no. <laughs> Let's I'm watch Atomic her. Blonde. So, but I could, I could watch Apollo 13 every day. I think it's great. So compelling. And you can follow that up with contact since you watch that all the time too. Also about space. I still haven't gotten around to watching that one again. Oh, get on that. You should watch it. It's good. Um, another movie that I watched over my uh, over the last couple of weeks is uh, The Shape of Water. Oh, uh, wow. Did you see Shape of Water? I haven't. Oh, well, I don't want to spoil anything. No, well, no, go ahead. But um, so The Shape of Water was a uh, it's a movie came out this past year directed by Guilio, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm pretty. It won Best Picture, didn't it? I think so. Yeah, I don't know why it did. Uh, I haven't seen any of the other nominated movies, but it was a good movie. It looked great. the The acting was terrific, and and the story was solid. But I'm like, while we're watching this, both me and my wife are like, I don't know why this movie is Best Picture. It's it's really weird. Um, basically, the plot of the movie is: imagine if a, a deaf woman fell in love with the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh-huh. And and there you go. He's been he's been, right. he's been captured. It's like 1950s uh America. It takes place on this secret base um where they're doing experiments on the creature from the Black Lagoon and this deaf lady who works as like a janitor uh basically falls in love with the monster and she's she's charged she she convinces herself that she needs to try to free him from uh, all the experiments that they're doing and uh it's it's a good movie uh i don't want to watch it again uh but definitely definitely worth checking out i think i'd I'd like to know what um what other people think about it because it definitely feels like one of those movies that's a love letter to the old style movies okay which is why i think it may have won the best picture nod because it's 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 like an old style movie but so yeah more for more for the the idea it brings to it than what's in the movie itself yeah um yeah it's it's not a bad movie but in any sense it but it's not super great like it's kind of forgettable to me at least you know i what you said there about like it not being like a best movie thing and that you're kind of sitting there watching it like, well, what, this is good, but what's so great about it. That's how I've felt about almost everything. No, that's how I felt about everything that I've ever seen from Guillermo del Toro where I'm like, it's not bad. Like, like pan's labyrinth. I'm, I, I'm watching it. And I'm like, wow, this is really neat for my eyeballs to see. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and it's got an interesting tone. But it always, I don't know, just like uh, like Hellboy and things like that too. I'm like, 
they're interesting visually, but I feel like it's lacking something in terms of story. Yeah, like I guess I, I kind of feel the same way. Like Pan's Labyrinth, the <clears throat> excuse me, the visuals really stick with you. And the, yeah. the visuals in this movie really stick with you. Like you can think of any scene in the movie and you and you can remember it. Um like crystal clear, but but there's but there's something there's something that I I'm missing that other people are getting out of his movies and I'd like to know what that is. Yeah. Well, I'll check it out, but something tells me I'm not going to be the person to be able to connect you with that. <laughs> um but definitely definitely a well a, a well crafted film um from from top to bottom it's just maybe all the other movies this year that were up for best picture weren't very good but uh i i haven't seen any of them i couldn't even tell you what they are hmm. yeah i don't i don't know what else was was nominated and i'm pretty sure that anything i saw this year wasn't wait yeah. was was dunkirk in the last year yeah was it nominated? I don't know. It should have been. Huh. Yeah, yeah. That was that movie was great. Once once I figured out what was going on with the time. Yeah. Um, one week, yeah, a that, day, that one a, month, that was or a whatever. Good experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I had seen that in the theaters. That would have been pretty awesome because it was shot with IMAX cameras. So. Yeah, I would. I I I haven't seen it on a TV just yet, but um. But from having seen it in the theater, like that's how I would be interested in seeing it again. I would imagine it's the sort of thing that'll get released again somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, to to be that. Um, oh, you know, I think maybe speaking of of Dunkirk, that um, that movie with uh, Gary Oldman where he's playing Winston Churchill. I think that might have been nominated for Best Picture. Oh yeah, did, he won Best Actor for that, right? Did he? I don't know. We know a lot about movies. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I, I saw something else recently, too, at the theater. I saw Tomb Raider, and I won't go on about it very long, but um, but I will say that it was uh, definitely better than the first Tomb Raider movie um, with Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even it, know it like, out yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's still in the theaters. Uh, wow. I I only ended up going because I've heard other people give similar responses where they're like, hey, you know, I wasn't expecting much, but it was it was enjoyable, and I was just looking to go to the movies, so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll check it out, um, and it was it, it was uh, it's it's fun, um, you know, fairly pointless, but um, it's got a bit of an Indiana Jones feel to it. I mean, I'm sure the comparison's been made a zillion times, you know, that like. Lara Croft is like a female Indiana Jones or something along those lines. Right. Um, but uh, it's, it's you know, the ones with Angelina Jolie, I didn't see the second one, but I remember the first one being like everything was some sort of, she's just kind of winking all the time. Like everything I'm doing is so sexy and clever. Yeah. And it, it was annoying. And I remember being extremely bored. Um this version of Lara Croft isn't like that at all. She's she's before that. I don't know. Maybe someday she'll become really cocky, but she's starting out. Actually, she's kind of feisty, but it's not. It's like feisty the way that like Aladdin is at the beginning of Aladdin. 
he might be good at jumping from rooftop to rooftop a bit, but he's really messing up a lot <laughs> and lucky to get by. Um, and so she's kind of like that. Uh, and, you know, in the, the original, um, you know, she's super rich. And in this, there's a lot of wealth, but she's not touching any of it. The the stuff with her father, she's kind of kept it away from herself. So she's not coming into it with like Batman level wealth to, to kind of, you know, give her whatever gadget she needs all the time. It's, she's very much more resourceful than anything. Right. Um, and the, uh, Alicia Vikander, I might be getting the name a bit wrong. Um, but the, the actress is good. Um, and it's pretty steady, entertaining all the way through. She's, she's the most unrealistic part of it maybe is that she's extremely durable. <laughs> like she's getting beat around a lot, uh, and keeps on trucking. But, um, but other than that, it's, uh, it's pretty kind of level-headed. Okay. Uh, it's, I feel like it went a little under the radar. I'm not quite sure cause I don't watch much TV, but like, uh, you know, like you said, you didn't even know it was out yet. Yeah, I think that's I probably that, the case for a fair amount of people. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a movie for this summer. Like, I don't even think mm-hmm. I saw one commercial for it. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it could have been. I mean, I think that's the thing is it, it seems like it could have gotten more more play maybe than than I think people expected it to. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. There's a cool action adventure movie coming to video soon. <laughs> Um, one other thing that I saw, um, I watched the DC comics animated movie, uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Mm -hmm. Uh, have you seen that? No, I've seen the, the, like the, uh, the cover, you know, the, the cover that's on screen. Sure. But, um, it. it was pretty good. Um, definitely had a few twists and turns in there. Um, I don't really want to spoil them. Cause it's, it's kind of worth seeing the thing that really bothers me about like those Ellsworld stories is how they have to incorporate everything that it's Batman into, into this movie. Uh, okay. Let me, let me start from the beginning. So it takes place in uh turn of the century, 18 or 1900s, to, uh, like Jack the Ripper time period. Um, in Gotham City, Jack the Ripper is going around killing people, and hmm. the vigilante known as the Batman is trying to hunt him down. Okay. Um, and Catwoman is there, Poison Ivy's there, um, like all all the major Batman things are there. Like, um, all the Robins are there. Um, oh, but they're not. But they're not Robins. They're just like street rats. Okay. Um, and, and Batman befriends them in some way or another. Um, and that's, that's where the thing where it starts to get kind of corny is where they have to like squeeze in. Here's, here's, uh, here's Catwoman. She's, she's this kind of person in at turn of the century times. And here's poison Ivy. She's this kind of person at turn of the century times. Uh, here's commissioner Gordon and he's doing this and here's detective Bullock you know, yeah. stuff like that, um, where where would probably would have been just as good as if they just told like a straightforward story without having to cram in all of the uh, Gotham the rest of the universe. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
But if they didn't do that, then the twist at the end of the movie wouldn't wouldn't really work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But um, yeah, I can't really say much more without spoiling it, so I won't. Okay. Well, I'll check it out. Um, yeah, with you saying that, though, it kind of makes me realize how much it would be nice to uh, to to have Batman just be on his own yeah. and, and, and solving something that's with, uh, a villain criminal, you know, that, that isn't so familiar. Yeah. It's based on a graphic novel. Um, uh, but I haven't read it. It's like one of those standalone kind of Batman stories. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time since I've run across one of those. What comes to mind right now is like, there's a, Batman, there was a, a standalone that was Batman Blood Rain or something like that. Where, um, and there was a sequel, Batman versus Dracula, where he's actually fighting vampires. Um, and and it's a little cheesy and stuff, anyway. But but I I do remember just kind of enjoying that. It's like, oh, here there's not other stuff around. It's not. It doesn't feel like you know Harley Quinn's got so popular that she has to be in everything. Right, exactly. That's that's what hampers Gotham by Gaslight a little bit is that they have to keep throwing in these these nods to the source material or 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 the comic book. Like every like does Batman really need an Alfred? And uh in in the 1800s times, you know, like it's kind of like it's just forced. It feels very forced. And if yeah. it also feels like all those other DC animated movies where the animation style looks really cheap. Okay. Yeah. Um, like you can just, you could see where they chose not to animate things, mm-hmm. but, um, but overall it's, it's, it's one of the better DC animated offerings. Okay. I'll check that out. Then in terms of that being set, back in time what do they do in terms of um batman's gadgets and stuff oh that's that's actually pretty cool like he's very steampunk kind of it's basically steampunk batman uh-huh. and um one of the things that i did really like was that he was uh when he's doing his detective work he um is uh fingerprints he's doing like fingerprint analysis and alfred is like no one is ever going to believe your fingerprint identification system master bruce and you're like and you're like oh but fingerprints are a thing alfred (laughs) you know you just don't know yet so and he's like using a micro microscope to like look at fibers on a pin that he recovered you know like the the detective work i think would be a lot more interesting than the crime fighting stuff but uh yeah does that answer your question (laughs) yeah 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 no it does it does because i would think that would be one of the interesting things about seeing batman do stuff in a setting where he can't just walk in and go computer solve the crime yeah that was that was kind of refreshing that he was uh uh trying to solve stuff without the use of He'd have to do it. He has to do all the math himself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, have you? Did you see anything else? Oh man, 
yeah, I watched a movie on Netflix called um, – I've run into a couple anthologies lately. Uh, one was the ABCs of Death, and the other one that I saw more recently was called Holidays. It was something that I caught from like a, a list on YouTube of like good horror movies on Netflix, you know, because trying to find your way around Netflix sucks as much as it does now. Right. Um, you know, trying to go through the menus and whatnot. Um, so I, I saw that it was recommended. I checked it out. And um, the ABCs of Death, I absolutely hate. And the more time <laughs> I, I get away from it, the more I'm like, just don't bother. Um, and then. This one I didn't like much either, and and maybe you know perhaps anthologies aren't for me because I feel like each part of an anthology ends up just being like a joke. Like it's like here's the punchline. I had one idea, so here's ten minutes of stuff. Um, so like just just so everyone's aware, an anthology is a movie with a bunch of different stories in it. Yeah, like a collection of short stories, and the holidays one. It's definitely better than the ABCs of Death. The the connecting thing with the ABCs of Death is that each clip, and they're really short in that one, is a letter. So, you know, I think D was dog, you know, and a guy gets killed by a dog. (laughs) (laughs) And that was actually the best one. Um, Seriously, the rest of it just sucks. It doesn't go through Um, all 26 letters, does it? It, oh, it does indeed. It does indeed. Oh, God. Yeah. And about 24 of them are not worth watching. Oh, uh, it is. I agree. I mean, to give you a sense of what some of them are like, sorry for the spoilers here, but F is fart. <laughs> and it's a, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Japanese girl who is begging her teacher i think that she's in love with to let her smell her farts what and she does and it kills her (laughs) yeah that's it that's the joke (laughs) thank you people who came up with that um we gotta come up with 25 more what was z Man, I don't remember. Z was, uh, you know, actually Z was something really weird. Like, well, they were all really. Weird. Now, I, now I want to know what all the letters were. Yeah, just look it up on Wikipedia or something. <laughs> it's, it's. Uh, I mean, that honestly, I watched it with my girlfriend and a roommate, and the that was the funnest part of it is that we were watching each one and going like, "What's the word?" Trying to guess what the word is. Yeah. Okay. And if if it hadn't been the three of us guessing together, I would have turned it off by C. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> the holidays one, what ties that together is each like each story is connected to a different holiday. So and I and I think it goes in, in order. Maybe like starting with New Year's. Um, and some of the some of them are all right, um, but at the end of the day, they they were all kind of a waste of time. There's one that's got Seth Green in it that's really? almost interesting, and you, if it had been longer, if it had been its own thing, it could have made a good episode of Black Mirror or something hmm. like that. Which now there's an anthology show, 
yeah. where each episode is something completely different. Yeah. Uh, and that, I would say, is done perfectly. Yeah, From what Black I've Mirror. seen of Black Mirror so far, it's awesome. Black Mirror is great. Even though some of the episodes aren't super great, it's still, mm-hmm. it's still good. So far, the ones I've seen have all been good. I've heard of a couple of the other ones and gone like, I don't know if that's going to be good. But but this this is not. Yeah, but, the the, but the Seth Green one does kind of... It, it's interesting enough to go like, oh, I'd be interested in seeing that as its own thing. But unfortunately, it's eight minutes long and it's over. And the way it is, the sort of punchline at the end of it, it it's almost, it's too fast. And you're like, well, that, I, that, I'd rather see that be fleshed out and come together than just be like, oh, by the way, this is what's going on Yeah, that he finds out. Um, and, it, and it made me think something, and I, I was kind of interested to see what you'd say about this. Um, you and I have a slightly different taste in humor sometimes, but Seth Green, I don't like him in things, uh-huh. or maybe I just don't like things he's in, but I feel like he'd be a fun guy to hang out with. Yeah, I would think so too. He's uh, not a bad actor. I'm not. I'm not complaining about his talent, but like, I see him in things and go like, "Oh God, Seth Green's here. Great, this is gonna suck." <laughs> but like, but but I'd be happy to be friends with him. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a nice enough guy. Uh, I guess. Well, <laughs> that's that. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we've talked about a lot of movies today. Sure have. What do you think was the best one that we that you saw that we talked about? Um, that see, you talked about start? at least, since we didn't see anything that the other one saw. Yeah, I didn't see the fish sex movie. Uh, um, where did we start? Uh, you started with the uh, the Netflix movie with Elijah Wood. Oh right, right, right. Um, I'm gonna have to say Hidden Figures. Really? Okay. It's the the best one. Um and yeah, and and it's one of those things that you might go like, "Oh, I'm not really in the, the mood for that right now," you know, something realistically based. Um but I'll bet that pretty much anybody, except for maybe racists, anyone who sits down to watch it is going to go like, "Oh yeah, I'm glad I turned that on." Um otherwise, I'd say I uh, with the um I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Uh I would say that's sort of a under the radar movie that's worth definitely worth giving a watch to. Like I'd give it a A minus B plus. Okay. All right. Definitely cool. Uh let's see. For me I'd have to say what did I see? I saw Shape of Water, Atomic Blonde, Batman. Hmm. I'm gonna have to go with the Shape of Water as the best thing that I saw. Uh, okay. And that's that's probably how it won Best Pictures. Everyone did the same thing. They were like, uh, <laughs> you know what? That movie was pretty good. Atomic was- Blonde comes in a close second. But uh, yeah, I guess I went to go with The Shape of Water. The, 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 the banging this fish monster. I'll get around to seeing both of those. There's actually, I don't know if you've checked this out yet or not, but I've been hearing... A surprising, like when I when I add up all the things I've heard about the Jumanji movie, yeah, it seems like it seems everybody like a, says it's surprisingly entertaining. Yeah, everyone <laughs> everyone who's seen it is like it looks great or that it was great. Huh. And the movie made like over a billion dollars too. No kidding. Yeah, 
Which which makes me also want to see The Rock has a new movie coming out. I guess very soon called Rampage. Rampage. With the yeah, it's movie. coming out today. Oh, it does. Yeah. Like, and just because The Rock is in it, I will kind of want to go see it. Like the movies that The Rock makes are easily, they're all pretty good at least. I, I've heard this one compared to San Andreas. So if you enjoyed that, uh, I had a blast watching San. San Andreas was a was a terrible movie, but I had a blast watching it. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, my computer restarted. Um, <laughs> well, and 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 do, do you remember Rampage the video game? Vaguely, like because that's what it's that's what it is. It's, it's uh, it, I, based on the game. But isn't that game like from Atari or from like regular Nintendo? Like, why did they make a movie off of a game from so long ago? Uh, you know, I think because. Godzilla came out, um, King Kong came out, or Kong Skull Island came out, uh-huh. um, and that this is a movie oh, I still where you need can to see that. I forgot about. Well, that. and you got the Transformers movies, and you got all these DC and, and Marvel movies where cities are being destroyed, and um, pri- uh, what, what's it? Uh, Pacific Rim. You know, yeah. like I think right now there's there's a lot of destruction porn. And so I think that's probably the impulse there is like, hey, how else can we throw big creatures around and smash a lot of buildings? Yeah. And they realized, I mean, nostalgia is kind of a big thing, too. I mean, even the Jumanji thing, you know, Jumanji was a game from the or a a book from the 80s about a game. And then the first movie came out, what, like the early 90s? Right. And the first Jumanji is a great movie, too. I can't agree with that. <laughs> you don't agree? You don't like it? No, I, I I only saw it the one time, like way maybe like two years after it came out. I've seen it. Um, I've seen it tons of times. I love it. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but but I think that's what's going on there. I think they just kind of added a couple things together. Let's see. Okay, the '80s nostalgia, Stranger Things. Uh, what's from the '80s? Well, there's a lot of things being destroyed now too. So if we can bring the 80s and destruction together is there a video game in which buildings get destroyed oh yeah there's uh king kong and godzilla wrecking buildings in that game rampage so that that's what that's my best guess as to how that came to be sounds about right to me and then you know they were like who should we put in it the rock or vin diesel and they were like hey the rock doesn't suck yeah that's true yeah the rock everyone enjoys him That's true. I think pre- he's he's pretty universally known as like just being a charismatic actor. Yeah. Uh, all right, Matt. I think that's going to do it for this week in film. All right. So, uh, anything anything from you at the end? Any plugs? Uh, well, you know, here's something. I, I I don't know if I'm necessarily endorsing it, but I just found out that Doom, you know, that old video game Doom. Yeah. Now has a tabletop version, like a like a game you can play with your friends, where one of you controls all the bad guys and everybody else fights it. Like a board. So game? I'm not necessarily plugging it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So I'm not necessarily plugging it, but I'm letting y'all know because I thought that was pretty cool, and I'm I gonna try it out. Yeah, I didn't know about that at all. That sounds neat. Yeah. Uh, I have nothing to add. I would say check out thisweekinfilm.com, but I haven't updated that in months. So you can check that out for old stuff. I will get back to it at some point uh, once I have a little bit of time. Um, but uh, yeah, thisweekinfilm.com. 
Uh, otherwise, uh, please share, rate, review the show on iTunes if that's where you get it from. And uh, if that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. Bye. Bye.